Welcome to another episode of Disney Versus. This is the podcast where we have animated discussion about animated movies. I'm Tori, and I have today I have a lot of friends and family with me for a topic that I've been wanting to discuss for a long time. In celebration of its 80th anniversary, we are discussing the movie, the franchise, the cultural cornerstone known as the concert feature, or as it's officially titled, Fantasia. But before we get to that, I'm going to introduce some friends of mine. First, uh, she was a guest on our Valentine's Day episode, Disney Couples. Gina is back. How are you, Gina? I'm good. Thank you for being back. Yay, I'm glad to be back. He was on our Toy Story versus Finding Nemo episode. We have Ben. How are you, Ben? That was still one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make in my life. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm doing well. It's good to be back. And uh, we have the winner of our Disney trivia. I forgot about that. Disney trivia. (laughs) We have John Pickett. First time being on the podcast. How are you, John? I'm doing great. It's exciting to be on a podcast episode. It's awesome. I forgot yeah. about that trivia contest. That was months ago. Yeah, it was in was June. It was early quarantine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm thinking of doing another one. I was going to do another one like weeks ago, but there wasn't a lot of interest. I'd be but down. I might yeah, do me another too. one before Christmas. Yes. How is everyone doing? We making it through quarantine all right? Making do. Yeah. Hanging in there. Yeah, making it work. Yeah, I've got, I'm, I'm not really in the professional music scene anymore. I'm doing like, I mean, you guys know, but I'm, I'm actually doing flight training now to become a professional pilot. And Ooh. that's, that, it's going, it's going well. And um, right now I'm going through instructor training so that I can build my hours while I'm teaching other new pilots. Cool. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun. John, what are you up to? I am teaching. For those of you on the podcast, I'm a middle school band director. And so I have been actually in going into school since August. Um, so being around kids every day, which is uh, things have been going well as far as COVID is concerned and everything. And so it's nice to be in the classroom and hear live music every day, even though it's you middle school it. music, but it's good. <laughs> you doing a hybrid? Online? We were up until last week. Now everyone's in school. Okay. Yeah. All right. But it's working. <laughs> Sheena, how are you? Uh, pretty good. I, I work at a music store. I'm um, the purchasing manager there. Uh, we rent band and orchestra instruments out to middle school kids and high school kids as well, selling uh, step-ups and that kind of stuff. Cool, cool, cool. So we are all current or former music professionals. We all have degrees, which is fitting because this is a movie where the co-star is music and the other co-star is animation. So... We're all Disney fans, so I thought, who better to get to talk about this movie than you guys? So, thank Fellow you for musicians being and movie buffs, certainly. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Fantasia, released in 1940, produced by Walt Disney and Ben Sharpstein, conducted by Leopold Stokowski. Is it Stokowski or Stokowski? I've heard both. I think... I think, I think it's, it's usually Stokowski. Stokowski. Oh, I disagree. That's what Mickey, that's what Mickey said in Fantasia. See? And Mickey's that's always there. right. Yeah. That's true. If we, one thing we know is that Mickey comes from a country where we have names like Stokowski. <laughs> <laughs> ben has a point. Narrated yeah. by Deems Taylor and performed by the Philadelphia Orchestra. Uh, I'm still... 
I'm still thinking about st- st- cuz it's like Dirk Nowitzki. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it it's the same thing. I'd I personally would probably say Stakowski, but if Minky says Stakowski, I mean that's probably how they said his name like mm-hmm. while he was at Philadelphia probably. Yeah. Cool. Let's go with that then. Yeah. Uh couple of quick trivia things. This is the first film to feature stereophonic sound. Ever? This is like ever. period. Yeah. Any any film. I didn't right? I didn't know mm-hmm. that. That's, That's cool. crazy. Awesome. Yeah. Cuz they uh in the making of the movie Walt wanted the wanted the audience to feel like they were standing on the podium and to achieve that they had to they couldn't do mono. So they had to mic I think they had 33 mics and then it was uh nine channels. That's why this movie was so groundbreaking because it had the best sound ever at the time. Right. Imagine going to the movie theaters and hearing that as opposed to everything you heard before. Hey, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, ah. That's it's like, amazing. It's like, oh, it's all around me. <laughs> oh, they used the click track. Fun. <laughs> oh. Oh, 1940s was, click track. That was the ninth channel. Yeah, right. Uh, Sorry, I'm looking through. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm, I'm doing last minute research, it turns out, on things got to Wikipedia. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. That's cool. It was the only film to feature Fantasound, which was a stereo sound system that they created just for this film. Wow. It was the only film to do that because it was Disney's technology and it was super expensive. So Disney used it for this and then never again. It's also the longest Disney animated feature and the only one that is at least two hours long. And adjusted for inflation, it is the 24th highest grossing film of all time really wow i had no idea i would not have guessed that yeah cool yeah yeah as groundbreaking as it was with the sound yeah and people didn't go to theaters like we do then it was like a whole big to do that makes sense like it kind of makes sense as far as ratings go it currently has a 7.7 out of 10 on imdb it has a 95 percent on rotten tomatoes right now acceptable and it has a 96 out of 100 on Metacritic. Acceptable. Yeah. 7.7 seems kind of low. I agree. Oh, okay. Compared to like anything else, that's about right. Like, let me see. Mm-hmm. And they, they don't give out a lot of like 9.9-ish stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, I think, their scale I think, is lower. I think 7 and 8 is still pretty good. Yeah. Um, and okay. part of Metacritic too is you need to read the reviews um, because it's the it's a lot the, the every score that they get is paired with like a written review where they do a more detailed analysis and they talk about those things. But it's I don't know it, it's interesting too because even if we expect it to be higher, like for us we're gonna appreciate it more because we have a better under you know, as you know trained musicians we have a better understanding of the music and the history behind it and why it matters and you know how it's influenced culture today whereas people who are just watching the movie for the first time you know i mean this thing was made 80 years ago mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a that's a long time that's, like people yeah. people have lived and died within that time span <laughs> exactly so yeah. it's like it, it's you know even i mean the music is even old or the music is obviously really, really old, but then the film and the audience it was written for is, you know, almost not not ancient history, but it's it's almost distant history. Mm-hmm. You know, like none of the original audience it was written for and the age group it was written for exists today anymore. Right, culture right. is different. 
comparatively, uh, talking about the IMDb score, The Godfather has a 9.2. Ooh. Okay. Out of 10. You, you yeah, The Godfather, up. though? Like... I mean, it's the first thing <laughs> I could well, think yeah. of. I mean, hold on. Let me look at Toy Story. What is Toy Story? Godfather. King, I just looked up Lion King at 8.5. Okay. Yeah. The original. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What did, what did... And then Toy Story has an 8.3. Yeah. So 7.7 7 is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that's in, fine. In the Disney, you, you're right. Disney scale. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would also put The Godfather at a 9.2. It's pretty good. Maybe maybe they should include the soundtrack See it, from everyone. The Godfather in Fantasia 3. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> set, set that to, like, have have a cartoon starring Goofy. What would what would that animation yeah. look like? I know, like what a, you had to make it the most G animation just to mess Ooh. with people's brains. Like, yep, yep. what is it's this from? Where, what? It's like where the kids are like, "Oh, what's that?" and all the adults are like stressing out because like, "Oh, I know what that means." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got it. It's uh, Goofy at uh, Max's wedding. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Goofy, Goofy is Goofy plays the Marlon Brando character. Yes, absolutely. Oh my! I think it's perfect. God. He's not so What you're Michael. saying is they need to make a new Goofy movie based on yes. oh, what you're saying. Yes, yes. Call, call it the Goof Father. The, the Goof Father. Oh, yeah. Goof Father. Ooh. Uh, Ooh, the, we gotta get on this. So who, who, yeah. plays, who plays the horse's head? Uh, Horace the horse. Oh. Ooh, that went dark too fast. It, it went mm-hmm. rather dark. Moving on. Asked, though, yes. <laughs> Going on. What is everyone's, if you can remember the first time you saw this, or if you just want to talk about when you watched it for, you know, this, what is everyone's, you know, impressions, first impressions for, you know, the movie? I mean, does everyone like this movie? Can Ooh, okay. <laughs> Which question are we answering first? <laughs> just... <laughs> Whichever one you want to answer first, okay. Ben. I, I, so I'll, I'll go first. I think I can, despite my general um, reputation, I think I can answer this relatively quickly. Um, I don't know if I, so I actually ended up not watch, re-watching Fantasia for this podcast because I actually ended up watching it just for fun a few months ago because it was just on Disney Plus, which you know, that's, I really appreciate that Disney Plus puts these kinds of things on there so we can watch Same. Um, I don't know if I actually sat down and watched the whole thing ever before I watched that first one. I, I think my exposure to the film was m- similar. I-, I think it's actually representative of a lot of other people's where I have seen the, you know, Mickey Mouse as the Sorcerer's Apprentice. And then hearing, you know, the, um, uh, you know, hearing like that and knowing that piece of music from that animation and mm-hmm. then not really knowing the rest of it very much. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, of course, The Sorcerer's Apprentice is iconic and, you know, will forever be in the annals of history um, as, you know, just the, for what it is and exist as its own thing. It's such an interesting and well-told story that matches with the music so well. Um uh, so that was my exposure to Fantasia initially, and then I watched it again, um, again just a, just a couple months ago. So again, it's still relatively fresh in my mind, and uh, my impression is interesting because the reason that I mentioned earlier that you know it's like not only is the musical but the film and the animation was all written for you know with technology that's eighty years old, 
and also to an audience that was, you know, is 80 years removed from our current culture, which has changed drastically in a lot of ways. Um, there, there are a lot of things about it that I think are, I think they're really good and especially kind of taking it in the context of, okay, we're reimagining, you know, in different ways, what classical music can be visually depicted as, um, you know, and they were like the first ones to do that. Obviously we have a lot more where people have added onto that idea. Um, and so we've seen more examples that might be better developed, but even, um, just even realizing like, cause I know what those kinds of, what kind of images, those things pop up, like the images of how they like graphically depict all the different instruments when they do the Takata and Fugue in D minor. Mm-hmm. I thought that was like, I was good, but I was also, you know, kind of struck. Cause like, this is, this isn't at all what I would have done personally, but again, I, I it's different. Um, and even like, you know, and I know that we, uh, we, you know, before the show started, we talked about the rite of spring, um, like that whole segment with the beginning of the earth. I mean, I, I kind of understand like sort of where that connection might come with what the yeah, rite of spring is actually about, but again, not necessarily the image or the metaphor that I would have used to go along with the music. Um, so I do like it. I think it was really creative and interesting, but one of the things that struck me was just that it's so it's it was just so different from what i would have done and what my expectations were so i like it but it's just it it just defied what my inclination would naturally be toward i'm gonna follow along i i I like i really like it uh my first impression or my first time seeing it what comes to mind is is sitting in music class in elementary school and the teacher probably had a day or they just (laughs) want to do something and they just popped it on um so I, I was probably in elementary school, maybe middle school, seeing it. And so obviously as a little kid, I, I imagined I really enjoyed it, just watching it and seeing music. Um, and then we didn't actually have to do anything in class that day. <laughs> uh, rewatching it again, and I've, I've rewatched it other times, subbing and, and that kind of stuff. Um, but rewatching it... Uh, Oh, you're right. It, it is kind of like a go-to thing for subs, isn't it? I totally yeah, forgot. About yeah, no, it, yeah. It's, it's been on my lesson plans quite a few times <laughs> while I, awesome. when I was subbing. Um, but it, yes, but rewatching it recently and like actually just like actually watching it to analyze it and they're actually done it um, or to like think about what's happening instead of just enjoying it, which is, is actually pretty weird being a musician mm-hmm. you a lot of time when you hear music you just want to analyze it a lot of time you have to kind of shut that off i think since i was exposed to this such at such a young age i i just focus on the enjoyment of it other than um than analyzing it so it was interesting and i did appreciate a lot of the stuff they did a lot more um we can get more if i think we're going into each individual piece later but yeah, we can like, analyze more specifics um but i see where ben's coming from it is very particular those creators created what they thought the music sounded like um, versus what we always would think or what we might think but I think for non-musicians it gives you a starting place to like this this isn't just music it can be anything yeah and to kind of bounce off of both of both of what y'all said it like the same thing for me from from Ben uh really the only memory I have from watching as a kid is Sorcerer's Apprentice because of Mickey Mouse. 
right? Yeah. And I mean, that that's featured in the Disney parks and, and everything like that. And so that's the iconic one, whereas everything else maybe is a, it's a little more mature um, in some ways. Um, and so that kind of, I don't really, nothing really stuck with me if I watched it as a kid. I'm sure I watched it, but it just didn't really stick. But I've watched it, I actually watched it several months ago. And then I actually watched it today in preparation for this. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's so, and to, I, I agree that it's like, it's like sometimes watching it, I just think that that's an interesting way to do that. I, don't, I would have interpreted it differently. Um, but, and then I think about, because this was just a couple of years after Snow White, the very first yeah. animated feature film. It was just a couple of years later. Really? I didn't yeah, know. Snow White was 37, 1937. Yeah. So this wow. was, it was Snow White, it Pinocchio, is. Fantasia. Huh. Back at, and at that, at that point, like animation was still looked as like a silly, goofy cartoon kind of thing until Snow White kind of changed the outlook on that. And so Fantasia was so groundbreaking in that way too, because it kind of bounced off of what Snow White and Pinocchio had done, but even, even more maturely, maturely, even more mature, like, yeah. um, <laughs> I don't know, but um, so it's, it's just really cool to think about how it was perceived back then and really very interesting for that. In researching this, uh, I didn't know that we, of course, we all love the Sorcerer's Apprentice. It's, I, like Ben said, it's iconic. Um, this movie was just supposed to be the Sorcerer's Apprentice. When they were working, when they were finishing up um, Snow White and starting on Pinocchio, they noticed that Mickey Mouse had lost popularity. So Walt was like, we got to do something to, you know, give Mickey Mouse some more hype. So they were gonna make they were he was gonna star make Mickey in this. great again. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> uh, he was going to star in the Sorcerer's Apprentice. And this movie came about because, you know, it got expensive. And they decided if it's gonna if we're gonna, you know, do one, let's just do a couple more of these to make the cost worth it. So interesting. So. Yeah. So they so then they chose you know four other mainstays of the classic literature of yeah. music, <laughs> like and dance of the hours. So. Yeah, yes. Jeez. So yeah, and then it just turned into this giant thing, and Walt Disney That's... met with Stakowski, and as you do, yeah, right. and just recorded the thing, and Walt got into experimentation with sound and animation based on these uh these iconic pieces and they did a thing (laughs) it was a big thing and they had nothing to work off of too like thinking about like again how early how early it was it's like okay there's so much we haven't learned yet about animation let's see what we can do with this Mm -hmm. Yeah, or even just what you know a like a visual interpretation of music is like you know Mm -hmm. because you know they had the the thing about the closest thing that they had at that point was like ballet and plays and opera like mm-hmm. that was that was the visual realization of music. But then you have a blank canvas. You can do whatever you want. And then they did. <laughs> it, yeah. was, it was great. And you um, can see in some parts where they pull in that ballet and that opera. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah. So they yeah. had, yeah. Yeah, so it was still there. But yeah, but even like, and again, I think that was one of the things where, and because again, I think this is, and this is something that I had to be really careful of when I was watching it back, uh, gosh, I'm, I want to say it was March. I think it was March. I don't remember. This year, um, <laughs> it's been a blur. That's true. Lots has happened <laughs> since then. I've slept. That's what we're. That's all we're gonna say. I have slept <laughs> since then. But I, I remember looking at it and being like, oh, again, the the whole idea of oh, you know, I wouldn't have made that choice. I think I would have preferred 
Takata and Fugue to be portrayed in a different way. But again, there's, and even if we're just talking, and that's the one that I keep coming back to, because I think that was the one that I was most, oh, excuse me. I think that was the one where I was the most um, surprised that, or the one that was most different from what I expected it to be, where, you know, because we know, we think of Takata and Fugue in D minor as the spooky piece, and it's in haunted houses and villains play it, and ha. Ah. But that, that con- actually, there's a YouTube channel called Sideways. If you guys don't know what Sideways is, you have to go look at his I stuff. Love Sideways. Amazing. If you uh, low key name drop, but if you look at the end of the videos and you see someone named Sky Pilot, that's me. I'm on. I am Sky Pilot, the Patreon supporter. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> yay! But um, but so he his his most recent one, his most recent video was why does organ music sound so spooky? And he goes into like the context of, okay, Takada and Fugue in D minor, like where that played into silent films, how it got that reputation and how they just got assigned to villains in films eventually. Mm. Um, and at that point, Takada and Fugue in D minor didn't have that context. So they made this really beautiful, elegant, very colorful animation for it that created context for that mm-hmm. and then visual interpretation of music. And just starting off the movie, Deems Taylor talks about the three kinds of music that they're going to have in the in the program. Music that exists for music's sake, music that tells a defined story, and then music that doesn't have a defined story, but more or less gives you, you know, pictures and images of what it would look like. And Takata and Fugue is the one that exists for its own sake. And they t- that's the one where they take it and run with it because... It's, it's open to interpretation. Ben's interpretation of Takata and Fugue is going to be different than John's. It's going to be different than mine. It's going to be different than Gina's. And uh, Walt Disney's. Yeah, and Walt Disney's and his crew. And I think that's the strength of the entire, the entire movie is everyone's different interpretation of these things. Yeah. And he also mentions like these are, it's meant to uh, represent images that would go through your brain during a concert and I was watching it I was watching the second half of it earlier and I started like my brain started wondering I, like I was listening but my brain started going to different places and it's like oh that's what this time. is meant to be yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh full disclosure this is an embarrassing admission that I'm gonna have I, I watched this in two parts I almost fell asleep each time I watched this Oh because no! My, my brain started. <laughs> I, Corey, I'm do say you it. even have a music degree? I might have to revoke that. <laughs> oh my gosh. How dare you! <laughs> I mean, Takata and Fugue is where I was like, my brain started wandering because it happens when I'm in actual yeah. concerts. Yeah, I have to yeah. focus on people on the stage, or else my brain will start oh, wondering. Huh? And I'll be listening, but I'll be checked out. Like you know, when you're in a coma, you can still hear everything. Mm-hmm. It's like that. I've not experienced that, but okay. Yeah, right. You got to try it, John. You got to go into a couple. They're, they're the best. Okay. You get, do that to the end of the, tw- the year? I usually yeah. have a two-week mm-hmm. coma at least once a year. Yeah. yeah. Kind of resets everything, right? Yeah, man. Well, it depends. Some things, but other things. No. <laughs> I have to say one of my favorite, of course, I think my favorite is Sorcerer's Apprentice of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. But one that yeah. I really enjoyed was the Nutcracker. And just going through the segments right now. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. <clears throat> Nutcracker was kind of like I've never another embarrassing uh, admission. I've never seen the Nutcracker like live. 
Tori, so, do you have a music degree? <laughs> Tori, Tori, it's okay. Problem? I haven't seen it either. Oh my gosh. Gina, Gina, do you have a music degree? I do. <laughs> oh my my point is a lot of this, a lot of the pieces, a lot of the parts of the suite, I get confused. Mm. Like I, I forget like which one is which and, and I'll hear it. And it's like, that's from the Nutcracker too. Like, mm. um, yeah, yeah. I thought the pastoral symphony, like the first movement, I thought that was from the Nutcracker. And then when it didn't show mm. up in the Nutcracker, I was like, where is it? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I thought that was interesting in seeing the Nutcracker before yeah. he started when he was, when he was narrating it, he said, that this is not widely seen anymore the nutcracker like yeah, i was surprised juiced anymore and i'm like what Are is kidding me there <laughs> like so i that i just thought that was really interesting yeah. that they had stopped like producing yeah. the nutcracker yeah. but when and then when did it come back into popularity i wonder if the i wonder if fantasia had had a hand in that that's yeah, it's possible back. absolutely but, but, yeah well and that. well and see i had totally forgotten that the nutcracker was part of it because now that you mentioned it, i remember because that's one where they have like the mushroom dudes dancing the, around the, all like, the different the, flowers yeah. and yeah. fairies yeah. dancing things. around and see because yeah. i like and i because i am faithful to my music degree see nutcracker often every year <laughs> but okay. all right but again no, i'm sorry jo jokes aside but um i i have gone to see the nutcracker a couple times the the ballet like i saw it once in san antonio i think i saw it once in dallas i don't remember but it's I mean, the Nutcracker is a Christmas story. Like it, that is, that is what the ballet is. It is something that happens at Christmas and they get whisked away to a fantastical land, but it's a Christmas thing. Mm -hmm. And that was another thing where it really jarred me when I watched the movie. Because that, that whole animation has nothing, nothing to do with Christmas at all. Mm -hmm. And I was, it, it just took me a minute to like, kind of get over myself and be like well why isn't there christmas obviously they hate christmas put it back on the cup it ended on winter it ended on winter so you could kind of say that that was yeah like, sure but but again but but again my expectation is that like oh you know christmas trees and christmas wreaths and presents and you know santa <laughs> and, and mm -hmm. the nutcracker like the nutcracker is supposed to be there yeah and, i would think yeah. I would think they did that on purpose, though, so it could yeah, be sure. different. Like it, yeah. it's yeah. the whole point is to do something different from it. Yeah, absolutely. And so you'd you'd go in expecting Christmas, but they wanted to try and change it up a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and it, it worked because yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I I really had to like really consciously again it's similar because we have our music degrees we have context for these pieces in our mind it took work for me to get out of that context mm -hmm. and then appreciate like okay now where are they coming from what are they trying to do aside from my preconceived notions and they even say there will be no nutcracker yeah he in gives this. a spoiler that's right yeah, yeah. <laughs> i didn't believe him i was that's like right. there has to be a nutcracker they would do it once right yeah, yeah. <laughs> something i forgot to research well i briefly researched it the movies that have come out of Fantasia, like, have you seen uh, Nutcracker in the Four Realms? Hmm. It's the movie with... Uh, the newest movie that came out? Yeah. yeah. Or like, it or maybe out. it was like four or five years ago, but like... It was sooner than that. I want to say it was right? like 2018. We never got a chance to see it, but we, we wanted to. But... Yeah. The Christmassiness that Ben is wanting is there in that movie. Oh, good. There you go. Ben. Well, 9.5 on Metacritic. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow. <laughs> wait, wait. The Nutcracker movie got a 9.5? No, I, I, I don't know. I'm just saying that's oh. what I would give it. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Gotcha. No, it does, I'm, I'm, I almost guarantee it does not have a high score. <laughs> I mean, Morgan Freeman's in it, so who knows? Oh, okay. Well, there you go. The I stand corrected. It's going to have a high score. 10.5. Oh, you got an extra. Yeah. <laughs> Sources Apprentice. We don't have to talk that much about Sorcerer's Apprentice because it's it's the poster child. Yeah. Iconic as, yeah. I, I think played, that's one that meets our expectations the best. Yeah. yeah. I played Sorcerer's <laughs> Apprentice. And they said in the, in, the, in the movie, he says, like, because the story came first, and so the music was literally written for that story. So, of course, yeah. yeah so there's really not much you can do with it other than exactly what was already given, but still, like, animating it is a whole different it's world. It's A1. Yeah. 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 And, I love Yen Sid. I love Yen yes, Sid, who is the uh, the sorcerer. I I didn't know that he was based on Walt, and I was thinking about it, and I was oh, like, as wait, I was watching who? it this time, the, the, the master. In the oh, oh, interesting. He's, he's based on Walt because because the eyebrow raise that he has at the end. I was like, I wonder if I was, that's something that Walt oh. did. No, I love that I ending scene. That, that ending scene, man, with Mickey. I had like, no idea. <laughs> I wonder if it's a thing where he watched and he just went like <laughs> and just laughed because he Is that how Walt laughs? Yeah, chuckling. that's how he laughed. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's not how he laughs. Good, to, good he, to know. He just he just chuckles like, "Yep, <laughs> that is that is how it be." And then he raises the eyebrows like, "Really, guys? Yep. You yep. thought I wouldn't notice?" <laughs> and then uh, side eye each other like Mickey. Uh huh. <laughs> they take uh -huh. their buckets and run away. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so, right of spring. Stravinsky was the only person that was the only composer that had a piece in Fantasia that was alive when Fantasia mm -hmm. came out. Um, he offered to write a completely new piece for Fantasia, but they went with Rite of Spring and they, he hated it. Like he hated what Sikowski, because all of these pieces were edited and rearranged for Fantasia. Mm -hmm. So Stokowski had to rearrange Rite of Spring because surprise who knew right of spring is really really long who knew? Mm. and it was even really long in it's i think it's the longest one isn't it i think yeah, so. it must be Still, yeah. it was like 30 minutes 20 30 minutes right i think it was yeah. the longest one of them yeah. huh. but he hated it and i was just like i, I never even thought of that hmm. but i guess that's par for stravinsky he hated sure. what they did with it he hated the animation that they did is that what you're saying I think so, yes. Yeah. No, no, no. Not, not just the arrangement. The, he hated arrangement. the arrangement. Too. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Uh, most of the... I think he's not alive now. Uh, the marching band arrangements of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's I rolling wish he in, He's rolling in his rolling grave in his right grave. now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The Blue Devils, it's quite an honor to have your piece arranged by the Blue Devils. Just yeah. saying. Sure. I'm sure, that, I'm sure that would be his proudest <laughs> sure. accomplishment. He loves it. Yeah. Yeah. Sure yeah. He's been down with that. I know I'm not great at it. I am trying to be sarcastic, though. <laughs> Pastoral Symphony? I don't remember that one as much. Okay. The centaurs, the... right? Yeah, with the oh, centaurs and the Greek right. gods. Oh, yeah. It was cute. I think that was one of the ones where I did lose interest. I, was, I remember when I was watching it, I was like, I think I was packing up for a move. And that was one where I think I checked out the most <laughs> this is it's, when Ben got the most packing done it's weird yes. it was <laughs> a weird exactly one right. right that was it was weird i like 
I didn't remember this one at all when I was watching it. Right. And I, I don't even really remember. What, what are your impressions of it, Gina? <laughs> <laughs> I just like... It, well then. <laughs> I, I, what they portrayed, like, it, it's what we've been talking about. Like, I just didn't think that the music matched. But the, the animation that they did is weird. Like, I just didn't... Sure. I felt uncomfortable kind of watching it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, because especially with the centaurs and the, the lady centaurs and the boy centaurs, like, mm-hmm. that part was weird. And I, and I, I, I realized some other, some 1940s stuff that was going on. Yeah. If you, I don't know if you guys noticed, but when the centaurs paired off, they paired off with their same colored centaur. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. So I, that was weird. And then later there was a black the black colored centaurs they had zebras for their their yeah. part mm-hmm. so this it was kind of like that was huh. I, I don't know this oh. is the one that was supposedly controversial back then mm-hmm. because of the portrayal of the black centaurs when i watched yes. it today on disney plus it had like this it, because i know some di- movies on there have had like small warning to the top of the screen like about mm-hmm. outdated stuff yeah, this yeah. Was, like the whole like the whole screen t- it, it talked about like why they decided to keep it in instead of delete it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad they I kept pre- it in. It's just, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just... Yeah. It, said it was like, so they could, while they're not acceptable today, basically, like, it's, we, we wanted to keep it in to learn from our mistakes, that kind of thing. I think yeah. Like, well, I'm, yeah, I'm always pro yeah. that. Yeah. Well, and it's, I mean, it, it does go back. It's like, you can't just destroy bad history. Like, you do need to learn from it and mm-hmm. you know, approach it in a correct context. There's, there's a few, even like way way outside of Fantasia. There's a couple examples where I've, I've heard of similar debates happening about various issues and it's, it's yeah. always a hard thing to choose to do, but I appreciate it when people are willing to leave it in and then help people build correct mindset. Yeah, as long as they, I didn't see that right. warning, but I, I was on my phone, so it's possible. Yeah, that was new, like, to, like this past week, they added that to some movies. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Sure. I'm curious to what it's going to be added in because there's a lot of I even man even okay so as a side note I watched well in I think in that same week I watched Peter Pan oh man (laughs) 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 like it's it's pretty like especially with the Indians it's like oh that it's very close like the the good news is they don't like portray them as like real utter savages like they just show them as like you know, people who are who are a different civilization that's a little more ancient but mm-hmm. but again even just like if they had really doubled down on those stereotypes it would have been very very racist <laughs> would have yeah. been really bad yeah. but but i was still like okay i can still watch this in good conscience this is fine <laughs> i think i i think we talked about it when we did when we talked about peter pan in the bracket way back when peter pan has some is is very not okay. It it is a product standards. of its time. Yeah, I'm very pro keeping things that are problematic then in because it's part of the movie. It's yeah, yeah. It's part of the movie. Yeah, this is off topic. I really want them to put Song of the South on Disney Plus. They're never gonna do it. Hmm. Yeah, but wasn't it banned from the country? Like something like that. Probably. Okay. I've never I seen it. I haven't either. I know some songs from it, but other than that, I don't. Yeah, right. Huh. No Fantasia. Yeah. <laughs> I think Dance of the Hours is probably, it's the one that I, 
I think this is the one that I almost fell asleep in, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that wouldn't make sense. There's literally a sleeping hippo. Yeah. Mm. There's a lot of dancing <laughs> in all of these. I also don't remember this one. It had the like ones with the hippo and some ostriches and, and the alligator, right? Yeah. Alligators are trying to eat the hippo, I think, as well. Maybe I didn't maybe that. I didn't finish it because I don't I'm looking at some screenshots and I don't remember seeing this. Well those are the last the two, or the two. Last, There's one more after two, that yeah. one. So I, it's possible think, you could have I don't I don't think I finished it. Especially if you got bored on the yeah, Beethoven. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Dance of the Hours is probably my least favorite one, hence me falling asleep. It's very simple and yeah, right. like it's just it literally is just they dance like each animal dances to the different hours so mm-hmm. I mean it makes yeah. sense it it's just it's simple mm-hmm. but night on bald mountain I was ready for it yes I was I'm always ah, ready for that, that one <laughs> that one's my second favorite behind Sorcerer's Apprentice that yeah, is, I agree like, me too ugh, love it <laughs> and how they add Ave Maria in it's just a good it's somehow it's it works perfect the how what the narrator says he said the so contrasting but works so perfectly together yeah. I love Chernabog as a figure. Yeah. He's he's just he's such a great creation. Right. He's such a great he, Disney creation. When he pops up in Kingdom Hearts, that's like the scene mm-hmm. at the end of Kingdom Hearts. Like <laughs> So funny story. I hadn't seen Fantasia when the first Kingdom Hearts came out. Mm-hmm. So when he pops up, I knew who he was. I knew he was fan from Fantasia. But I was like Okay, okay, they put him in here. That's great. D- don't they play Night on Ball Mountain while yes. during that fight? Okay, yes. that's what I thought. I couldn't remember. I haven't played in a while, but <laughs> that's like, yeah, it's imagery in that that whole clip is just awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I think no, it isn't. I, was, I thought Ave Maria was the oldest oldest of the pieces of music, but it's yeah. Takata and Fugue. Oh, okay. Night on Ball Mountain is so intense, and then. Ave Maria is so serene, it's perfect. Yeah. And then they recreate it almost as well with Firebird in Fantasia 2000. Mm. Yeah. I did a lot, of, I spent a lot of time this weekend looking at the, like, what were they trying to do with yeah. uh, Fantasia 2000 that they did in Fantasia? Hmm. They, yeah. Uh, I, I, I wish I had watched Fantasia 2000. I like I'm I'm even again I'm kind of like on the side looking it up and kind of paging yeah. through it a little bit and I'm like ooh. Yeah, I watched both, I watched both today, so I'm I'm fresh. So, right. yeah. <laughs> with Ave Maria, what they did with that is they took the multiplane camera and did a long take with the camera. Oh. Yeah. So with the procession, that's all one take, and oh. it looks it's so solemn and beautiful, and it mm-hmm. brings me to tears. That's cool. Mm. I mean, Ave Maria is one of my favorite pieces mm. in general. Right. When Fantasia came out, Walt immediately wanted to do a sequel. But the problem was Fantasia, critically, it was successful. Financially, it was eventually successful. But at the time, it was a financial black hole. Because well, I mean, they developed so much technology for it. Like mm-hmm. they, That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And it was um, it was meant to be a roadshow, and having renting the theaters, moving the technology, uh, it was costing more money than it was making at an exponential rate. So they had to stop. 
Like, I think it was on tour for, I think, a year and a half. And then that was it. But all the stuff that they were working on for a sequel ended up in subsequent films, Make Mine Music and Melody Time. Films that admittedly I have only seen once. Same. Yeah, I, I don't think I've seen those. And the other thing that stopped the film was World War II. Yeah. Um, they had no to break kidding. down. Had no to, kidding. A lot of the it's a like, lot of the technology that they used went to the war effort. Like all of the, they had to break down the the Fantasound, you know, system to put it towards the war it. effort. Mm-hmm. Which is they, sad. They started making propaganda too. Yeah. They also started making oh, propaganda yeah. films. The forties the forties era of Disney movies is hit or miss. I'll say that. It's like it's Fantasia and hold on, what else came out in the forties? Bambi and Dumbo were early on, right? Yeah. Mm. And then the others. The others. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's Fantasia, Dumbo, Bambi. Uh I guess Ichabod and Miss Well no, the the war was over by then. Mm-hmm. But Ichabod and Mr. Toad, Fun and Fancy Free. I guess the Three Caballeros are good. Yeah, I guess. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but ultimately, the biggest thing that this movie spawned was Fantasia 2000, obviously. Right. I'm going to say it probably because I was alive when this first came out. I, I am a bigger fan of Fantasia 2000 than I am of Fantasia. Hmm. I can see because it. of the music or because of the animation a little bit both both the the pieces that they chose for fantasia are staples Toccata and fugue nutcracker right of spring the hours, yeah they're they're staples but they're not necessarily uh the most interesting i'll say to my sensibilities anyway there are people That's who Makes sense. you know right of spring uh, Rite of Spring and the Pastoral Symphony are their jam. You know, I love Rite of Spring, yeah. Yeah. No, but yeah, I can see where you come from. And then the animation, I know, is just, it's different than what we're used to, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you said, we're, we're alive when 2000 came out. So, yeah. I know that kids, after they saw what Frozen was the first one to do, the new animation, that new animation style, right? Or the main. Tangled. Tangled, Tangled and Frozen. Tangled. Yeah. Okay, Tangled and Frozen, yeah. Yeah. My daughter, she has very little interest in anything that's not that animation. Mm. So it's kind of, I think it might be along about that line, do you think? That because Probably. you were used to Toy Story and Aladdin animation, you weren't. Mm-hmm. I guess as long, you, as long as she thinks Tangled is better than Frozen, then I'm okay with that. Spicy options. Uh, <laughs> I will fight you. I will fight you. <laughs> She actually yeah. really likes Cinderella now that I think about it. After oh, nice. Day. That's good. Really okay. likes Cinderella. That's good. But anyway. I will say that... Um, about the animation, so... The, uh, yeah. the animation in Fantasia is a lot more homogenous. Um, yeah. Like, a lot of the... There are a lot more similar styles in the, between, the, between the segments, but with Fantasia 2000, you have multiple different... Yeah, because they had multiple right. things to pull from. And... Yeah. Because Pines of Rome is different from Rhapsody in Blue, which is different from the Firebird, uh, and it's you get a lot more variety in animation style and in music than you do in Fantasia, which is probably why I globbed onto it. I probably wouldn't well, be in music if it wasn't for Fantasia 2000, to tell you the truth. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you. You made fun of him earlier, Ben. 
<laughs> well, made fun of of who? Oh, Tori. <laughs> oh, I know. It's fine. I try to make fun of everybody equally, just so I'm not prejudiced. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> the fun part that I asked you guys that was the hook for this is, I've been. If you follow me on social media, anytime I can, I'll be talking about hashtag Fantasia 3D, which is, if I were in charge, that would be the name of it. Yes. Saying. Yeah. <laughs> if this was, obviously, if this was 2010, it would be Fantasia 3D. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Because, you know, in- Fantasia Unloaded. <laughs> <laughs> Fantasia Unleashed. Fantasia 2, Electric Boogaloo. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Disney Real D. Dude, there's money in these hills, Disney's okay? Real the hills are alive with the sound of money. <laughs> so I asked you guys to think of, like, what if you were thinking of pieces for a third Fantasia? I'm, I'm intrigued to see what you guys came up with. I'm so excited, but I don't think I should go first because I went first on the, at the beginning. So yeah, John, John go should first. go Yes, go, go John. First. Go, John, go. Yes. Plan it. The yes! Oh, crap! You uh, took one of mine! But no, yes! Amazing! So too. good! So good! Okay, well, that what, makes what, the list. Excellent. But John... Why? Explain, yes. explain the planets yes, and, for and people which who movements? Because you can't have them all. Which movements? Yes. Explain the planets for people who are not musically... Make it all Fantasia of the Planets. Um, but uh, I'd I, I watch that. Um, I mean... A weekly release can, series. Like what they did with the Nutcracker, they can... Or something. I mean, I'm, I'm just a dumb middle school band director so what do i know about animation but um he has a degree in music find a way to connect them all like nutcracker did like yeah you definitely definitely mars and jupiter you have to use you have to include those absolutely two. would be i would it would be illegal if you didn't um <laughs> and then at that point and I, honestly for me personally i'm not as familiar with the rest mercury i know neptune, neptune. I kind of know. yeah yeah so it's interesting, and I'll jump in just for a second. I, I agree that either Mars or Jupiter should, should go, and honestly, probably Mars. I think Mars would lend itself to animation really, really well because it's so dramatic. Like, yeah, Jupiter, Jupiter would be a really good long-form one, but Mars is like you know, punch in the face. That would be a good overture for it. But right. I, I am a big fan of – what's the um, – not, not the mystic uh, – I think it's Saturn. Saturn's the one that has the bassoons in it, right? The bop, 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 I think so. Right? Yeah, that that Saturn? Right. I so I think Thanks that the visit. yeah. So I think that the other movements of the planets are criminally underappreciated. Yeah. And I think like especially yeah. the especially like the outer solar system planets <laughs> in particular <laughs> are very are very not noticed because like the man. I think um because Saturn is the bringer of old age. Yeah, I think that's the one. That go. one. That one is so good. I think that one rivals Mars and Jupiter as my favorites. Um, I remember, I, yeah, I remember um, the UNT Symphony Orchestra played it. Yeah, yes. I was going to yes. say that. Yeah. Yes, we were all there. yes, and, and it was, was so good. I, oh my point, gosh! At that point, I knew Mars and Jupiter because I played those both in high school. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but then uh, hearing the rest was like, oh man, I gotta. Oh, oh that was man, a, that was amazing. Freaking, concert. freaking it, Ken! Yes. Like that, that's legit. Yes. I don't think I've heard a recording I like better than that performance. No, it, yeah. was I mean, so that, good. That, it was so that good. That was one of the few times a Murkison's been fully packed. I know, and everywhere. It was, it was so good. That was awesome. Despite that one guy who played in the rest in Mars. <laughs> 
I forgot about that. I've done that before. <laughs> yes. I feel for that guy. I've, I've done that. Well, and and apparently apparently I heard a rumor afterward that it was like it can got went up to that guy afterward and he's like, hey man, I'm really sorry. I'm pretty sure I like cued in a way I never had before, so I'm pretty sure this is also kind of my fault. That's <laughs> good. At so least I was like, oh, it's him. What a guy. What a pal. I'll go watch the video and doesn't doesn't make yeah. it hurt any less. He's no, it doesn't. Yeah. But then, <laughs> so, but man, the rest of it was so. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. is so question to the planets. I agree, John. I the planets is the one thing that I was like, someone's gonna say the planets, so I didn't everybody write it said down. the planets. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah, what did so you... another one that I had for mm. like, like pure storytelling, like the first. Okay, category. so that was the picture one, kind of. I'm assuming you were. I mean, it could it, honestly. I think the planets could. Fit. I kind of went back and forth. Right, right, so I was right, wondering yeah. what you guys were thinking. And mm. this one would have to be like, be have to, it would have to be G rated because the Symphony Fantastique. Oh, John! You took my other one. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Never mind. I have backups. This is fine. This is fine. I have backups. The original, yeah. I have I have tons of backups too. We'll see how much we all agree on. We like all agree on everything. That'd be great. Yes, but, yes. Um, but I mean, because the original reason for that story is not. Yeah. Not, I, not I, um. We could figure uh, something okay. out. Yeah. We would definitely have to like. But they, it's a story that be toned be, down. Like, yeah. It, it can be it, it, like the music itself could be interpreted in a more childlike way not childlike yeah, yeah. well uh, g-rated yeah more accessible yeah. less french way okay i'm gonna shut up now because everyone's mad at me <laughs> no yeah, you're great no Sean. you're great no 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 keep going G give us your third one give us your third oh one okay um what was my in the hall of the mountain king okay sure yeah, yeah. good i accept that that would be good that, would, that could be very similar to um nine on ball mountain yeah, well, because that one's in the pop public consciousness too, so right. everyone would know it. That's right. good. Yeah. I like That's that. Good. Right. I think everyone would know the planets too. Well, I think the planets is one of those things that they would gets recognize used. it. They yeah. wouldn't necessarily know what it was. Like, yeah. it's like, oh, I've heard this. Like as soon as it starts playing, especially Mars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They used yeah. Jupiter in like a Reese's Pieces commercial. <laughs> yeah, they did. That's... And then like for <laughs> the Greek one of my church oh. songs has a Jupiter arrangement with different words to it. I yeah. Can't so like they use I, oh, da, 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 yeah. yeah that that's used like even in Britain like I think that was already like a, a hymn tune. Yeah. Um, and then Holst pulled it into the symphony because it's just a gorgeous it's a gorgeous melody. I think planets by itself could be its own thing. I Absolutely. I would be I would I would do the planets out of order. Interesting. Mm -hmm. What order would you do? Um, Mars would be first. Uh, Jupiter would be last. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a lot, a lot of people yeah. that they prefer to perform it that way too. So. Yeah. There are. I see. It's interesting because I I read up on this because it can did it in the order that it was written, and yeah. that was the way that Holst intended it to be played. Um, I. And this this is going to play in, and again, we, this is going to play into some of my choices later. But I think one, and this is also, this is also something that feeds into my opinion of how we should engage people, like the public consciousness in music in general. I think that, 
I think there should be a balance between doing it the way that feels good, but also doing it in a way that is still accessible, but challenges people. Mm -hmm. And so like doing the planets in the order that Hulse wrote was a challenging thing because everybody always starts with Jupiter and then they end with Mars or, or some other version of it because, you know, Jupiter is like a good concert opener. And then there is, um, uh, and then there's, you know, all this other stuff, but, it can chose to do it in that way because it's not the order you normally get it in. And then mm -hmm. ending with Neptune, which literally just fizzles out at the end. You're just like, yeah. ah, ah, where did it go? What's going on? I think that could be animated really well. Like ending. Yeah. 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 It, nice it just, and it just depends what kind of effect you want to have on the audience. I think uh, Neptune would be in the vein of uh, Fantasia because a lot of I didn't I didn't realize this until like actually watching it. All of the pieces, like all of the all of the segments, they don't end on them by themselves like Fantasia two thousand does. It always ends coming back to Stakovsky. Mm -hmm. Like it just kind of, yeah, it just kind of fades, fades out back into him. Yep. Yeah, and he cuts off the orchestra. So it's kind of it's like your it's kind of like your at a it's like your at a concert. Mm -hmm. And then you guys know that that Futurama episode where Fry plays the holophone. Yeah. The way the I don't holophone. Remember. It's been a while. Well, the Ends way the holophone starts. No, no, no. Oh. The way the holophone start starts. He starts playing, and then the puff of cloud comes up, and the picture starts. Oh yeah. And then the and then the picture concludes, and then he stops. That's the same way all the Fantasia segments are. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I like that episode. Yeah, really I, I thought Futurama, we don't, that can be an episode for another day. <laughs> I love Futurama. It is so good. Gina, what do you have? Yes, go Gina. Well, John took. Besides the one that John's mm. Who of mine? Um, <laughs> I had for just for music, pure music's sake, was uh, Symphony 40 by Mozart. It's G minor. I have that mm. too. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Now you know how it feels. Sing uh, I mean, it's just, I mean, I, I think Can a lot sing of- sing a melody from it? I should know it. But... Off the top of my head. Oh, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's a Mozart. Shoot yes. it down, shoot it down, shoot it down. That's how I learned oh, wow. it in elementary school. Now that's going to get stuck in my head. I know, I'm so sorry. I, I, I just ruined it for everybody. I'm so sorry. It's fine. <laughs> I think I mean most of Mozart's pieces and yeah, I had several like, Mozart that I they I think they would just be music for music's sake, um, mm -hmm. and they're just so yeah. good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Able to hear right. them anyway. Yeah, I had several Mozart's on that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, let's see what I was. I was trying to find some new ones because John still. <laughs> that's um, the that's the hardest part that I had when considering mine is that all of the pieces in Fantasia and in Fantasia two thousand at the time of the movie's release, um, except for Rite of Spring, all of them were at least 40 years old. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think if Disney were to do this again, the, the line you walk is, do you want super old music Classics. that oh, people right. know, or do you want newer stuff that nobody's ever heard of? Oh, so, yes. Oh, Ben. May I, so on that note, <laughs> may I throw a couple of my ideas in? Absolutely. <laughs> Ooh, I love okay. segues. Yes. So I, so again, in thinking of music that I would love to see that everyone knows and would be comfortable with, I mean, absolutely Symphony Fantastique, absolutely The Planets. Another one that popped up in my mind was Alpine Symphony. That yeah. would be, that would be a fun one. 
Um, and that one also has a very specific story that you could follow. That would be fun. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, being, you know, <laughs> having had some of my education in the composition department at UNT, which is just <laughs> this, you know, like mess of bozos. Yeah. <laughs> also, I mean, it's great. It's the, it's like the smartest bozos you'll ever meet, but man, we got mm-hmm. exposed to some Absolutely. crazy music. Yeah, so did. I was even thinking, okay, it, it would be really cool to have what people think of as classical music, have it animated, comfortable, and feeling good. But then it's like, okay, where, where could you go from there? What other things can you, um, uh, what, what other ways could you explore, not just music that would explore different areas, but how could that translate to animation? Something that I thought would be really interesting minimalism maybe some philip glass you know yeah yeah so so even like um einstein on the beach which you would that one you would really because each movement is so it sounds so different and you would have to be really careful on what you chose in there i don't know if you guys or how many who of you guys are familiar with einstein on the beach i'm familiar with whatever crown used in their drum course okay okay genius <laughs> that's which is which is pretty good like the yeah. there's like they they, they how much of it was cues from it yeah gina have you listened to it i don't think so okay. I, I encourage you i encourage you okay. to go look it up and look it up on youtube because there's actually a a production of it the production is four hours long don't have to watch the whole thing um. but <laughs> um <laughs> But the but even just to see what it looks like, because it's a minimalist opera and it doesn't really have a storyline. It just has these, I mean, basically just these images and moments in time that just kind of repeat and go back over themselves and very, very ch- change very, very little over the course of what happens. It, 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 so Einstein on the beach again, with, without me like describing everything, what I think would be a fascinating thing because some of the musical ideas and textures and even just the development is so different than anything that people normally listen to in the classical or pop culture world. That would be something that would be really cool to open up to people but then also to explore okay what kind of small changes could you do over time to animation because again taking the same idea and changing it little by little over time you know and seeing the process of that change is what minimalism is about that would be something that i think would be interesting in animation yeah um to really go off the deep end there's another one i know tori is familiar with this one i don't know if gina and john are but there's a uh is he po- he's polish there's a Polish composer out there named Pendereski, and he has a piece called Threnody for the Victims of Hiroshima. Oh, I love that piece oh. so much. That, it is one of, it is the very definition of, uh, oh gosh, what is it? Of, um, oh my gosh, words are failing me. Okay, not consonants, dissonance, that's the word. That's it's, the very, it's the very definition of dissonance um, and tension. Like, and it's, it's rising and falling tension, but the tension never releases and there's no harmony to it. It's just oh. dramatic. That would be an interesting one too. But so those would are just- Would that be to couple. tell a story or? It could be. You um, would have well, to tell a story. You would. would I would yeah. say it's too, Hiroshima is too strong for that. But yeah. I think you would, uh, I like both of these ideas. Uh, yeah. Because it would be, because Walt Disney was all about, especially with Fantasia, he was all about pushing the boundaries and experimenting. And yeah. these two pieces would be perfect for that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, I think I think the, they would be good. And also it would be interesting for the Threnody for Victims of Hiroshima because that one actually, 
when he wrote it was not written as that. I think, I don't remember if he changed the name or somebody else like took it and made it into, uh, you know, basically a memorial for the people who mm-hmm. died yeah. in, in the U S attack on Hiroshima. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very jarring and it leaves you feeling thre- threnody for the victims of Hiroshima. Oh, threnody. Uh, Threnody. I'm gonna put. Um, I'm gonna put like the list of all of these in the show yes. notes. Yes, do it. Yes, that would be great. Um, so those, so those were ones where I was like, okay, you could really push the boundaries, expose people to something new, and give some really unique and interesting ideas for telling stories or animation with those. And again, you guys can listen to those and understand how different they are from other things um i think and kind of pulling back there was another one that i um another thing that i thought was interesting i don't know how you would do it but but even like coming back to if you just depending on how you wanted to go i'm picking more staples of you know common ensembles but put you know like ones that are more modern and that are, you know, have been recently added into into the standard repertoire. John Crigliano's First Symphony would be a really interesting one. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that either. Again, I'm kind of picking stuff that people, unless you were told to study it in class, probably <laughs> haven't heard <laughs> of them before. Know. Probably haven't even heard. John Crigliano is, uh, I think he's kind of old now, but he was like a mentor for people like um, John Mackey and Stephen Bryant. Mm-hmm. And um, I think... Did Eric Whitaker take lessons from him? I think so. I think, I think he did. He was like he he was like the comp one of the composition staff members at Harvard when you know that generation of composers was going through. Um, that would be an interesting one. Um, oh, there was another one. Something. I mean, maybe even like something from Maslanka. Maslanka has very you know yeah. achievable music, and that's for band. You know, there are some really good. Oh, or even like oh. like Second Suite and F. Oh no, I was just, I was so thinking good. holes, like, yeah, yeah for, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sweet or, yeah. Any, yeah, yeah, really. whatever. Yeah, oh, I was there's just thinking of uh, Magorsky, too. Yeah, Magorsky. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That is, that yeah, is something that Pictures on next be, Yeah, pictures yeah. would be great. Pictures would be really good. That's something in choosing new pieces also. You have the the rise of the wind ensemble. Band. Yes, that's what I was going to see if we could do band. Yeah. I have a lot. I had a few. Ah. <laughs> there is also uh, like choruses, Chor- yeah. choirs, and yes. choruses Eric, only Eric Whitaker. Are, oh my god! Are noticeably absent from from yeah. both fans. Even even operas, they weren't in. You think that yeah, included? Sure, sure. Least, man. But yeah, no. yeah. So so maybe that would be something if. If we were the vision setting committee of Fantasia 3DX Electric Boogaloo, um, we. I like 3DX. Just saying. 3DX. <laughs> there it is. Smell of vision. Um, the smell. <laughs> what, is, what does this music smell like? What is this? Uh. Oh, goodness. <laughs> um, but I guess that would be one of the things because I think, you know, even like we barely touched band and we mentioned choir and all no, the, we're and, all band and jazz think. what if we did jazz i know what jazz is on my list oh my gosh we haven't done my list yet oh my gosh i got you oh so okay so tori you guys go so to cover oh gina go ahead um well i was just i mean do band do band gina equus 
Yes, good. <laughs> so good. Okay. Choir. Vocal, um, vocal we, we band. Mentioned, we mentioned Pulse, um, others, his other suites. Um, uh, some Sousa could be included in Yes. There. Oh, a march. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. If we wanted to make it American, do Stars and Stripes forever. True. Well, why wouldn't we want to do that? A little stuff in there. You know, yeah. I'm not biased or anything. Mm. Uh, <laughs> um, and then I had Frozen Cathedral. Ooh, yes. Um, yes. That would be, cool. that would be amazing. Oh, yeah. That would be phenomenal. I think I know I, I have some I have some I like John Mackey's stuff. I think Frozen Cathedrals is probably the one piece of his that I would really think would deserve to be in a movie like Fantasia. I don't know if I would choose yeah, that, his other ones. Not saying they're not good. But yeah, Frozen done. Cathedral is phenomenal. Uh -huh. Those are just to name a few. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Sorry, what's your list? I'm not going to go through my whole list, but as far as like touching on jazz, but still being an orchestral setting, um, I have an American in Paris by uh, Gershwin. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have to yeah, yeah definitely yeah. edit it down because it's like almost 20 minutes, but <laughs> we got, we got, I feel like they'd have to do different, <laughs> they'd have to approach that carefully since they did Gershwin in yeah, yeah. 2000, not to do the same animation style because you could. Definitely yeah. get away with that same animation style. You can do like you can do the same animation, but just because that entire animation style was was based on one artist who did caricatures. But you can still do a similar animation style. Just pick a different artist who does that kind of animation. That's style. true. Okay. And you're yeah, still that, getting. I didn't know. That, I didn't realize it was just one. I think they said that though. I just yeah. Wasn't... Um. That would be my uh, the the one that tells a definite story. Uh, mm. As far as band goes, I really want to see Commando March done as something. Yeah, because it's kind March. of in the name. Um, yeah. Appalachian Spring. Yes. Oh, that's a, yeah, that's a good quotes. one. Of course, Copeland. Right. Duh. Right. <laughs> something solemn that would that? make me cry would be. Uh, the second movement from uh, Tchaikovsky Symphony Number no. Five. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Well, what about Sibelius? Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Um. Oh, I just had one that I freaked out on. I forgot what it was. Um. Oh, what about uh? What about uh? Okay, don't kill me. What about um? Bolero. That would be a good opener. Because yeah. it's one that everyone knows. That everyone knows. Oh, yeah. I also just would, thought of when you said Copeland. I thought of Fanfare for the Common Man too. Yes, yes. that would be a really, really good, opener. good opener. That would be a very good one. Both and of those very would be inspiring. The, very inspiring. Yeah, both of those would be the abstract uh, sure. opening. Yeah, definitely. Man, oh gosh, see, man, we're just brainstorming. Like, uh, yeah. this needs right. to hire us. This is like we're doing great, man. What if we? What if we did? Because here's one of the things. I I am a big fan of John Williams. <laughs> But who is but he? What is he? John doing? Williams has some really good non film music. Yeah. Like, I did, um, I was part of Austin Crumrines. I, I think you guys know, know Austin. Um, yeah, yeah I, Gina might not, but I know, uh, but Austin Crumrine was a tuba player that was just like, I think he was in Tori's year or maybe in my year. I don't I remember. He was after me. But he he played John Williams tuba concerto as a, like and had a little recital orchestra for that and it's it's fantastic and he also wrote like the Olympic fanfare that they use on NBC every year and it's just yeah. 
phenomenal. It's so good. Mm-hmm. And and he he uses a lot of orchestral colors and harmonies that are not common. Um, very strange and not generally heard in a lot of music and that lots of you mean he didn't just do harry potter and star wars oh no he didn't even do all of harry potter (laughs) and it's very obvious when he stopped (laughs) oh i know to be fair what star wars i don't know what what is oh yeah the greatest three movies that existed oh oh wait that wasn't a real war because three owns it now oh my god (laughs) And if if I'm not invited to that one, we're gonna have some words. Absolutely. If that's if you don't stay tuned. If you don't have me there, I will do everything in my power to make sure your podcast never airs another episode. Okay, I'm not gonna go that far. I'm just I know I'm I'm just gonna say we're gonna have words. I've 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 gotten a little I've gotten a little spicy recently. I apologize. Yes. Uh the the other two things that I have is Durokinik by a Schubert. Yes. Oh, oh man. Yeah. It's it's yes, it translates that to would Elf be really King. Good. And it's about this boy who's sick and his his No, that's it's one of my so favorite good. pieces to yeah. so that we good. studied. Ah, oh, I love so, it. Oh yeah, it's the it's the piece that you study in every music history yes. class because uh, that like, was that was no, that was yeah, like the intro to music history. Mm-hmm. That was like the music and the music and that human Errol K-U-N-I-G. Okay. Sorry, yeah. my German it's is the, awful. Yes. Is it like the piano part? Like yes. they, do, 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 play yeah. and like you have do, do, to do, get do, do, someone do, do, else do, do. to help. Like I actually yeah. had to I had to memorize the text for that for a German class I took in high school. Oh wow. Yeah. I love that piece. The last one, it's not famous, but it's Reflections of Earth. It's written by Gavin Greenaway, but it was the music from the Millennium celebrate the Millennium Fireworks celebration that Disney had. For I think they just closed it last year, so they had the celebration going on since 2000. Wow! Wow! So if they set that okay. to animation, it would be kind of you know closing the loop. Yeah, that would right. be. Yeah, it's I a really. Saw, what was it? Oh, and it's it, it was used by uh, the cadets. It was the cadets drum show. Uh, oh, drum they show used Air Clinic. No way! No, no, no. Wow. They used no, no, uh, the, reflections the... of Earth. We moved on. Reflections oh. of Earth. Sorry, I got that would be cool. That would be cool, though, in a marketing. Yeah. I think yeah. it would be a good little line. Put in so we have right. all of these ideas, but it begs the question, would Fantasia work today? Fantasia 2000, if I remember, wasn't wholly successful. Like, it didn't break box office records, obviously. <laughs> but nobody has really tried. Like, DreamWorks hasn't tried. No other Ooh. animation studio would try, I... has tried. Oh, interesting. Yeah, dream would, this, would this hold up? Like, what is stopping a studio from just saying, hey, we have an animation studio and we like music. We're going to make our own Fantasia, but not call it Fantasia. It's, I, I think it would do really well for the number of symphonies that travel around doing like video game music and having the video game show up or doing the movie while, while playing it. I think those are really popular. I think it would do really well if they picked the right music, of course. And um, because I always hear that it's boring to go to the symphony. And, but so like this would add, so I, I, I understand. This would at least engage people to go see it. And then that goes back to your yeah. question. Do we do classics? Do we do new music? Do we do a little bit of both? Yeah. What what do you put? I think it would go over really 
well. Um, I think it hasn't been, wait, I lost my train of thought. Come back to me. <laughs> but that's, a gr that's great, the roadshow concept. But the only other concept besides that that I can think of that's similar to Fantasia is like what Looney Tunes did all yeah. those, all those yeah. years ago. And Interesting. Animaniacs would have um, Animaniacs would have whole episodes where Oof. they would set, like if you watch Wacko's Wish, the whole first 15 minutes of that movie is set to, uh, I forget what the opera is, but it's set to a known piece of music already. The oh, I remembered what I was going to say. It's possible that other studios haven't thought of it because when you like you said, at the time, it didn't do as well. So if they look back strictly at the numbers to whether they should proceed in making something like this, maybe those numbers are keeping them from actually doing it. Um, but that's my only thought. And that's very, that wouldn't hold up very well, I feel like. Because like you can do polls now and, and figure out if people would like that now. And I, I don't know. That's my only thought. Though. John, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, something, I, yeah, what I was thinking about, like, I think about the comparisons between the original and 2000 and at least from my how I viewed it I feel like 2000 focused more on on the story and like not perfectly syncing it with the music kind of if you know what I mean yeah the original is like clearly like every single frame almost is connected to the music whereas in the in 2000 yeah. it's not quite that and so I, I and I personally prefer the original that way I think I because if you're just making a story, then that's just literally every movie that everyone's made. Um, but Fantasia was so different because it strictly stuck to what the mu the music provided. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, a lot of I'm that's looking at. I like I like that's why I like that one. Maybe as a music major, maybe music degree person, maybe I maybe that's why I like that. I don't know, but I mean, a musician. Yeah, you're a no, musician. I mean, for 2000, the only one that actually doesn't have a story in it is. Um, the Ninth Symphony, the very beginning one. The mm -hmm. rest of them have some sort of story going yeah. on. I mean, it has a, it yeah. loosely has a story, but it's not, it's supposed to be the one that doesn't have a story. Yeah. yeah. But there is kind of a story. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. My thoughts kind of have to do with, they're influenced by my opinion on what Disney was and what Disney has become. Um, I think that the re one of the reasons why the original Fantasia, and we already mentioned this, was so good, was because it was groundbreaking and the point of the project was to make something new and creative. Yes, Disney is, and even back then, Disney was a profit-making company. They were trying to make money. They were trying to do things. But, I mean, anybody and everybody who ever talks about Walt Disney calls him a visionary. He's known for pushing boundaries. He's known for wanting to make quality stuff for, for kids. Like he cared about the stuff that he made and, and the image, like he cared about what he put out and how it affected people. I mean, even to the point, like, you know why people point with two fingers in Disneyland, right? Yeah. And if, for, for those who are listening that might not know, it's because in all of the photos of Walt Disney, it's because in a lot of photos, he's pointing with two fingers. 
but the reason he's pointing with two fingers is because he was a he smoked a lot but he knew that smoking was a bad habit so he actually had the cigarettes edited out of all of the photos of him so that people so that people so that kids wouldn't be tempted to smoke it's like and, and again and it wasn't because and I, he wasn't worried about his own personal image he knew the adults didn't care he cared about the kids like that kind of care and thought influenced how he made his films it you know the fact that he cared like that kind of thought and passion is what created fantasia um and, and he also knew the times he knew the technology and he knew generally like what what would be at least surprise and stun people um, I can't really reflect on whether what how I feel about Fantasia 2000 because I, I haven't I actually haven't seen it at all. Um, but one of the things that I feel like Disney has turned into and again, because you have like this, you know, decades and decades of classic, classic movies. But then you look at several movies that they're producing now and the television shows and even a lot of the remakes, regardless of whether you like them or not, I think it's pretty objectively clear that there is not a lot of originality, that there's not a lot of desire to like really meaningfully push an innovation for the sake of storytelling and for the sake of making an experience. Like it, to me, it seems like they're trying to grab at nostalgia in order to make a quick buck in a lot of ways. Um, again, the, the examples of that are for another time. We don't have to talk about those now. And I do, I do have some pretty spicy opinions <laughs> about certain things. But, but again, all that, but all that to say, like, it, I think in order to, for another Fantasia to be created in a way that it's going to impact culture in such a way that people are going to care about it, they have to be very conscious of where, of where people are at now. Like, I do think there's a market for it. There are a lot of people out there who appreciate, like, you know, I mean, especially with the resurgence from the 70s of the orchestral score. Um, you know, again, thank you, John Williams. But the, the resurgence of that, and you know, even like in all the Marvel movies and in all these animated movies, you know, where orchest orchestras are still a major part of movie music, yeah, like big ensembles and animation set to music is is important. But man, if you're gonna impact culture, you've got to make you've got to have relevant content. You have to know how you want your people to feel, and you've got to you've got to get them to care about it. You can't just get them to buy tickets. You have to make them like there's there, there's even there's a there's a saying. It's like if you want to turn a man into a sailor, you don't tell him how to build a boat. You give him an undying love for the sea. Right. And so you don't just tell somebody this is good music, appreciate it. You show them like you make them feel something and you give them an emotional connection on that. And again, it would take a lot of discussion. It would take a lot of wokeness and cultural and not, I don't even just mean like being you know, like the, what that word means today, like being racially sensitive and culturally sensitive, but, but like being aware of aware. Your, aware yeah. of your people like the people like the the country or the people in the world like what makes them feel things how do you want to make them feel is that feeling going to make them love what you've done and appreciate it mm -hmm. and i think that kind of context is something that i have not seen very i'm not saying it doesn't exist but i haven't seen a lot of disney movies do that within the past 10 or 15 years or so some yes but many of them not they haven't pulled my heartstrings like a lot of the classics do 
I, I think it's possible, but you've got to have someone like Walt Disney who cares about, about pushing the boundaries and making an experience so that people are made better by what you've made rather than just having a, a big studio that can put out a fancy product that looks good. I completely agree. Because yeah. I was just thinking about it. Nostalgia is a big market nowadays because every old movie is getting yeah. a, re a reboot or a remake yeah. or a sequel 30 years later after the fact. Yeah, and, so, and, and, and nostalgia is not bad. I get frustrated no, when nostalgia... I get frustrated when nostalgia is used instead of creativity, instead right. of being used in addition to creativity. Right. Gosh, this segues into the Star Wars conversations. Ah, yep. Uh -huh. Like I said, <laughs> I could, I could go for hours. I could, I could go for hours. I couldn't. I had to say it. Okay. <laughs> but uh, something that I forgot to mention in talking about it earlier, but Fantasia made its money and made its legacy, not only with its sequels, but with re-releases. Yeah. Because it got re-released so many times. That's how interest for a two, Fantasia 2000 was was drum was drummed up and i think that's how like you have to like ben said you have to make people care about this um you gotta push the bet you gotta do what walt used to do and push boundaries and come up with new stuff there's so many different animation styles now mm -hmm. that can be used like i'm thinking they did spider-man into the Spider-Verse animation. Which was yeah. amazing. Oh you my gosh. You could do something stop motion. Like stop if you did, motion. Ooh, that's cool too. Yeah. What if you did Earl Koenig uh, in stop motion? Or, oh yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. Tori, you're hired. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you get your podcast won't see the face Ben just made. <laughs> right. Describe it, John. <laughs> That's all you beautiful. Do. I it's like a that. it's like a shocked Ooh. Tim Burton face. Yeah. What are oh, your yes, guys' thoughts? That. Because you're talking about getting people interested. Um, for 2000, they had all those celebrities coming in. What What are your guys' opinion on? I know Ben hasn't seen it, but on bringing like Steve Martin and uh, James Earl Jones, uh, Bette Midler. Man, um, it's hit or miss. Some of them. Some of them were good. Others were just kind of silly, like yeah. Quincy Jones okay. um, so. having James Levine and Itzhak Perlman talk about the, because they're, I guess I have a bias because they're musicians. Quincy Jones talking about jazz before mm -hmm. Rhapsody in Blue and Itzhak Perlman talking about Pines of Rome. I can see why they did it, but having Penn and Teller talk about the Sorcerer's Apprentice beforehand. Magic, it's yeah. kind of on the nose. Yeah. You just right. got to pick the right people and it's got to be yeah. done with the right care. But or, did you, yeah. I mean, did you... Just thoughtfulness, yeah. Did you prefer that over just having the one narrator for Fantasia? If they did it correctly or if they did it right? I would almost, I think mm -hmm. I would prefer having one uh, Master of Ceremonies, like in the original sure. and just have yeah. him yeah. just kind of talk. Because he's a he was a composer as well. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think but you would want it to be a musician. Sorry. No, no, it's okay. Uh, Continue. He doesn't have to be, but he has to be. Uh, I mean, it might help. It might help them be more genuine about about it. Because you can have someone, you can write words for someone and have them like, like I don't want Dwayne Johnson introducing. Appalachian Spring, it would just look weird. <laughs> you can you can have you can write words and have them be as sincere as possible, 
but it helps that they're a musician background yeah yeah imagine like Dwayne, the ver- the difference between Dwayne the Rock Johnson introducing Appalachian Spring versus Robert Redford, who <laughs> Robert Redford does Western movies. Do you want like, my honest yeah. opinion? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> always. Oh man, it's the only way Clint things would get done. Clint Eastwood, Clint Eastwood. that's a great example. Or like, yeah, um, John Wayne. Yeah. Man, I mean, you know, they're all dead, but well, most yeah. of them are dead. But just John Wayne. But just John Wayne. Well, okay, yeah. one of them is dead. <laughs> Archival footage of John Wayne talking yeah. about westerns. Yeah, yeah, there you go. What were you saying, Gina? I, I just said, did you want my honest opinion? <laughs> yes. Wait, was there more? About uh, no. About oh, oh, that was rock, your honest opinion. Between the rock and, and Clint. Oh. <laughs> oh, would you... Pr- oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I mean, everyone might If you could see choose. my face. If we you might, have, we a might have a bite. <laughs> I am... No, I, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah. If you have a well, choice, it, anyone's going to choose the rock. But you will affect the audience if you did pick, pick the yeah. rock to be. Yeah, a, right. Like, yeah. Well, and, but, but again, and here's the thing. And this doesn't have anything to do with rock. I actually think the rock is a fantastic actor. Like he, like even in like Moana, come on. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. It was amazing. I did not know the man could sing, but man, can he sing? Mm-hmm. I'm impressed. But again, so the rock aside, I, I think I echo, I echo what Tori said. It's, it's just got to be thoughtful. So like Steve Martin is a phenomenal performer. Again, yes, I, I, can't, I can't speak to the context of what he did in Fantasia 2000. Yeah, he was his goofy but, self, but he was also yeah. very serious. He did a combination where he's serious and goofy. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Well, and does. like if, yeah. if depend, just depending on what they're supposed to do, like if they're a, if you are if their performance is powerful in the way it's supposed to be powerful, wonderful. I am going to very slightly dip into my opinion about some of the nostalgia polls that Disney has been making. In the latest version of The Lion King, again, the first examples that come up are Timon and Pumbaa. I was very underwhelmed by their performance. And to be fair, I and I'm so sorry, Tori. I see your face. <laughs> but, in the in um, the live action one. Is that in the you're... live action. Well, okay. in, in in the newest one. In the newest one. Like in the original. The original. I've, I've spoken just... at length about how I feel about the Lion King, and I'm not going to open yeah. that that closet anymore. I'm oh, gonna, okay. That's I'm fine. letting that's it go. Fine. Okay, good. So, I'm so, so and so I and I apologize for poking the bear, <laughs> but. But but just as an example, like you know, Seth Rogen and who who did Pumbaa, and then who did what was the guy's name who did Timon? Billy Eichner was Billy Eichner. Okay, both fantastic performers, but neither of them sing, and neither of them have the kind of humor that they were trying to pull off with Timon and Pumbaa. Like it 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 was, it wasn't their fault. It was a mismatch. They, they knew that they were funny people, and it seems like that's kind of where the thought process stopped. It wasn't thoughtful. It wasn't meaningful. They didn't try to make it a perfect match. They just made it a good enough match. And if these people they, are funny, and they're going to fit funny, and they role. have star yeah. power, mm-hmm. and they're, they're just going to fit. They're funny people, and Timon and Pumbaa are funny, right? That's people all. People know that's who they are. Yep. Yes, and, and it, again, if, it doesn't matter if people know who they are if they're not going to do a great job. <laughs> Like, yeah. And it, and again, yeah. it's not their fault. So again, if it's, if you're going to use celebrities, I think using celebrities is great, but man, you, you got to put them in a place where they, where the, they fit their natural talents. They're yeah. going to 
increase the quality of what you're bringing rather than just shoehorn them in for the sake of adding their name to your list of cast members. Yeah. yeah. Well said. This is kind of what you talked about with Hoodwinked before the it, Yes, recording. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, that one, well, that one was just funny. I don't even know that what they were funny. thinking on that. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> did you just like forget that you had to <laughs> animate the movie? <laughs> Yo, wow. their budget was less than $8 million. Oh. <laughs> They they literally did think, spend okay. all on the actors. I think it's less than eight, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they really did. They yeah, made a hundred and ten million though. So Patrick, that's, Patrick, that's Glenn Close and half of Glenn like, Close and yes. Oh my gosh, that yes, definitely spent it on so the actors. many. David <laughs> Ogden Steers. Oh man, exhibit. Goodness gracious. Where is this available? How can you watch it? This this whole podcast is just becoming a hoodwink promotion. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Uh, you can watch it on Amazon and Prime Video for three ninety nine, or YouTube from nine ninety nine. Ooh, huh? Has a six point four on IMDb, forty six percent. Oh my goodness! Forty five on Metacritic. So, oh, man. not the Godfather. Rough. <laughs> <laughs> Moral of the story is Hoodwink. That, Hoodwink that's the headline. Hoodwink is not the Godfather. <laughs> not the Godfather. <laughs> Glad we were here to discuss that. Oh my goodness! Figure it out. Mm-hmm. Any uh, any more cleanup things to say about Fantasia? It's good. Amen. Gene, <laughs> Gene, I meant to ask earlier: Have you shown Olivia Fantasia or Fantasia two thousand? Um, I started a little bit. I did start her with Sorcerer's Apprentice because she knows Mickey, and so I I thought that would be the one to pull her in. She's still. She, this was like a six months ago. She may be more interested in it now, now that she's a little older. Mm-hmm. Um, three now, right? Yeah, she just turned three. So, um, and it's remarkable, like the attention span that would exist between six months period. You think be like, well, that's not that much, but like mm-hmm. she really does have a better attention span. So I haven't tried. I was originally gonna watch it with her, but then it just time didn't allow it. Um, but yeah, no, she she did like Sorcerer's Apprentice, and it did hold her attention for a little bit, um, with Mickey being there. But other, I haven't actually tried it. Mm-hmm. All the other ones, but I would probably start with Fantasia two thousand because like it's it does tell a story more, and she'd probably yeah. find it more amusing. And animation is more her style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like I said, she likes Cinderella, so she might yeah. actually yeah, like the the original. Well. This has been a great conversation about Fantasia. Celebrating yeah. uh, happy 80th. Happy 80th birthday. Happy 80th birthday. Yes. Yeah. When is their birthday? What's the birthday? Like, it is November 13th. Hey. Ah. Uh, oh, so you're. I'm assuming you that's the Hence the deadline. Yes. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> so this, this should release. You should be listening to this on the day of the 80th anniversary. We're speaking to you from the past. Yes. Spooky. Uh, this is the only kind of time travel we know of at this moment. It's the only kind of time travel you know of at the moment. Ooh. It's been a long quarantine for me. Oh my gosh, Tori. <laughs> or has it? Was <laughs> <laughs> 21 better than 2020, Tori? Uh, no. What did Doc say? No one should know too much about their own future. Oh, <laughs> what happens That's January twentieth of twenty twenty one? 
Oh, I was gonna say Jacob Kologi gets married, but that's January twenty third. Yes. Oh yeah. Is it twenty? I was talking about the inauguration. Yeah, the twentieth. Ah. <laughs> like that. Let's not ruin either of those dates. Yes. <laughs> uh, Gina, John, Ben, thank you very much for talking with me. Yay! Thank you, Tori. It was a thank pleasure. you. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. I miss you guys. I miss you too, man. <laughs> we gotta get together and play villainous. Okay. I'll send out the pieces to all of you guys. And <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll play it on Zoom. <laughs> I will probably die, but that sounds like fun. <laughs> well, luckily you can't die. So. Oh, great! I will ahead. That is great. Awesome. <laughs> you do the, better than the you best thought. kind of game. The best kind of game. <laughs> you can follow Disney Versus on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash Disney Versus and on Twitter at Disney VS. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Please give us a five-star review and leave us a comment to let us know what you think of the show. If you leave us a five-star review and a comment on Facebook or iTunes, we will read them on the air. Do you guys have anything to plug? Streamings or twitchings? Well, um, if you are in a midlife crisis and would like to become a pilot, join U.S. Aviation Academy in Denton, Texas. <laughs> They'll take you from zero to hero in nine months and get you as an instructor so you can build your hours and then get hired by a major airline, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> ben, what's the website for your uh, the aviation? Oh, I think it's usaviationacademy.com. <laughs> Use the, on, use, if you use the promo yeah. code versus if you, you use get, the promo code versus <laughs> you get your first month for free oh my gosh Ooh, I'll have to no, run that one up Ben, would, ben would cover it don't do that <laughs> if, if you join request Ben Hillard as your instructor and you will have the best of times um, but on and but but on a more serious note, and this is this is more just like a teaser in the future. I am I have been working on it for a long time, but I'm I think in the next few months I'm going to start a podcast project called um, What's on Your Mind, where I uh, talk with people who are experts in their field about subjects that I find curious or that I that I am curious about, and then we just have conversations about it, and then explore the depths of people's minds that are experts in their fields. So that's gonna be coming eventually and i'll let you guys know how that goes Ooh. very cool. Ooh. cool 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 love it yeah keep an eye out for that we will drop uh when it happens i'll drop some plugs for it sweet appreciate it man so. um that is our show grace grace and i will be back with the muppets bracket whenever we finally get around to <laughs> um it. excuse me how have i not been invited to this muppets <laughs> bracket <laughs> we'll talk about that all cast uh, <laughs> um but yeah, we'll be back when, because uh, she's been busy and I've been busy and holidays are about to come up. So uh, we will get to the Muppets bracket soon. I know I've said that the past three episodes, but soon. <laughs> Until then, uh, be safe. Keep social distancing and washing your hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, wear your mask. Wear your masks. On your nose. Yes. Keep, keep being <laughs> excellent to each other. Hmm. Uh, and we will see you guys next episode. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.